We'll stay in 1 Kings 11, uh, verse 26 is where we will get our text for this morning. We're going to talk about just a few words of encouragement, consequences of misusing God's blessings. Consequences of misusing God's blessings. During the end of King David's reign, he had become greatly ill, and during the time uh, his effectiveness and authority had begun to decline. Because of his declining in health, uh, there arose a great ruckus among uh, the leadership, uh, the ministers, and uh, the sons of King David. They were in discussion who was going to be the successor once he had passed away. And there were many revolts, rebellions that occurred. And most uh, memorable among those came from one of his sons. That was Absalom. We are familiar with the story that Absalom, uh, his anger and his frustration uh, for what had happened to his sister Tamar, the hands of a half-brother, he had taken advantage of her. He had raped his sister, and her brother had become angry, and he was furious with the manipulation that had taken place. And during David's ring and decline, Absalom was so frustrated and angry that he took the life of Amnon, his brother, and he began an insurrection against his father began a coup to, throw over, to overthrow his daddy. And uh, once David and those who worked with David found out about this, it was spoiled and Absalom life was taken. But among uh, this discourse, there was another brother uh, who had issues and he assumed that uh, because he was one of the elder brothers that he also had a right to the throne. Benajay began uh, to uh, install himself as king because David was too ill at the time uh, to rise up against uh, his son, but word got back uh, to Bathsheba. Uh, we're familiar with her. She was uh, the, the woman that David uh, had the adulterous relationship with who soon became uh, his wife uh, and word had gotten back to her that uh, there was another insurrection uh, on the rise and uh, if Solomon uh, the son who was born out of an adulterous relationship was going to be king uh, in order for this thing to come to pass, then she had to interrupt uh, this uh, thing that was going to take place. And, and she got uh, to David's ear, her husband, 
even though he was ill and he was sick and he was unable uh, to rise up, a word got back and he was able to stop uh, this plot that had been planned in order to move Solomon out of the way. And so Solomon, mother uh, joins up and along with Bathsheba and the prophet Nathan and several of army officials, they were able to stop and persuade uh, David that Solomon, the son that was born out of adultery should be king and David soon dies and Solomon is now king and in the intro of Solomon's kingship uh, there were some things that Solomon uh, had to take care of in order to assure uh, that he didn't have any insurrections or there was no one that was going to try to take him out y'all with me now Solomon, older brother, who had tried to swear himself in, was still out there plotting, believing that he should be king. Solomon, not only did he strike out against those who was enemy, there were some that he uh, forced them to leave and then there was those others that he executed. And among those was his own brother. Someone said, let's, let's, see, let's go to the text and I'm gonna show us that there are consequences when you and I misuse God's blessings. And in when God blesses us, or he gives us something and we don't do what we're supposed to do with it there will be dire consequences and I'm going to show us in the text that God blessed Solomon even after all the things that occurred God blessed Solomon and Solomon took advantage of what God had blessed him and began to misuse what God had blessed him and then there were dire consequences that came along with misusing what God had blessed him. Y'all all right? So let's go here. Let's, let's see. Uh, in First uh, Kings chapter 2 and verse number 13, what does the Bible say? First Kings chapter 2 and verse number 13. And Odajah, the son of Haggith, came to Bad, Sheba, the mother of Solomon, and she said, Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. And he said, Moreover, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And she said, Say on. And he said, Thou knowest that the kingdom was mine, and that all Israel set their faces on me, that I should reign. Howbeit, the kingdom is turned about and has become my brother for what is his from the Lord. Now, this is what, what was happening. Um, Adonijah had uh, remembered that, listen, I'm the oldest son and I, and I have the right to the throne. And what he does as he begins to plot. Now, remember when David was sick, there was a handmaid, there was a nurse that uh, went in to David in order to keep him warm. Uh, and she was uh, a part of uh, considered one of uh, David's uh, concubine, however you want to call her, she was a part of his court and she was important. What he does 
is that he goes to Bathsheba, Solomon's mom, and he said, listen, uh, you owe me something. In order to keep me quiet and not to raise up any issues, he says, simply allow uh, the nurse or the handmaid to marry me. And Bathsheba not realizing what this actually was, that if you were to allow this to occur, then those who were in the uh, courtship or in the kingdom would automatically assume that Adonijah was uh, the individual who was rightly to the throne of King David. And it would cause some issues to arise. And so what he tried to do, he tried to sneak in through the back door in order to get what he still wanted was the kingship from David. And so uh, she goes uh, to Solomon, her son, and uh, he says, Mama, what is it that you want? You know, Mama's going to get some things out of us sometime. And, uh, and, and so he, 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 she says, listen, I have one request, and that request is simply uh, your brother has asked for the hand of the nurse who took care of your daddy. But Solomon understood what was happening. And he said, Mama, you might as well as tell me to stand up and give him the throne myself. Because if I do this thing, there is going to be an insurrection that's going to happen. And I'm going to lose my place as the king. And so Solomon says, this is what we got to do. He says, this thing causes for my brother to lose his life. And I'm going to take his life. And I'm going to show him that I understand what he's trying to do behind the scenes. And so he executes uh, his brother. He takes his life. And now Solomon has begun to cement himself as the king. Uh, Solomon's iron hand of rude had soon uh, convinced uh, potential rebels of anyone who would rise up against him that there was no hope of undermining his absolute rule over uh, the tribes. And so in chapter 9 and verse number 5, we can read it and also uh, let's go to chapter 10 and verse number 14. So what happens is that Solomon is now in place. And what God starts to do is he starts to uh, uh, give these blessings to Solomon. But he promised him these blessings based on the fact that Solomon adheres to what God has instructed him to do. Y'all with me now? Uh, in 1 Kings chapter 10 and verse number 14. Uh, let's see how, how wealthy and rich uh, Solomon was. What does the Bible say? Now the weight of the gold which came into Solomon... In one year was 666 talents of gold. Besides that, from the traders and the wares of the merchants and all the kings of the Arabs and the governors of the country, King Solomon made 200 large shields of beaten gold using 600 shekels of gold on each large shield. 
Now, now we're not going to read it, but I'm sure Solomon is showing how, how much wealth he has. In 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 9 uh, and verse 22, 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 9 and verse 23 through 28, it, it, it reminds us how wealthy uh, Solomon was, how much riches uh, he had. And, and, and Solomon was, was, in, was in a blessed position in 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 9 uh, verse 22. What does the Bible say? So King Solomon became greater than all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. And all the kings of the earth were seeking the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom which God had put in his heart. They brought every man his gift, articles of silver and gold, garments, weapons, spices, horses and mules, so much year by year. Now watch this now. Solomon, I'm going to speed us up. Solomon. He, he assumes his, his dad's place. He's now king. God, not only does he give him riches, he gives Solomon uh, wisdom. He makes him wise. He gives him money. Not only does he give him money, he also gives Solomon a bunch of women. Y'all all right? Let's go to first, uh, first Kings chapter 11 and, and verse number 1. And we're going to build this thing. We're going to see that, first of all, God is going to warn Solomon. He's going to say, listen, I'm going to give you blessings and, and I'm going to make you blessed. I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you wealth. But then I'm going to give you, uh, uh, there are going to be some prerequisites. There are some, some things that I want you to avoid in order to stay blessed. The same thing that God does for us. He says, you prayed and you asked for these things and I'm going to give them to you. But I'm going to require some things from you. And then Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 11 and verse number 1, what does the Bible say? But King Solomon loved many strange women but together. King, he, he loved many strange women. It was, it, it was his law for him. Now, now, what happened in his law for him? With the daughter of Pharaoh, women of Moabites, Ammonites, Adomites, Zidonites, and Hittites. Of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, You should not go into them, neither shall they come into you, for surely they will turn away your heart. After their God. First warning, he says, listen, he says, he says, I want you to avoid these women. Why do you want me to avoid these women, Lord? He says, because they have the potential to turn your heart away from me. And he says, I'm going to warn you. Why? Because I see the pitfall that you don't see that's going to come. Think about it. God said, listen, I'm trying to give you warning." And I'm trying to tell you that there are some things ahead of you that you are not quite aware of. And I see it coming. And so I'm going to tell you to avoid this situation. Kind of like in relationships. Uh, you ever brought somebody home to mama? Y'all looking strange. Mama say, listen, that, that girl ain't no good for you. You're like, mama, what you talking about? I like her, mama. What you mean she ain't no good for it? Boy, I can see what you don't see. No, mom, I love her. Two weeks later. <laughs> said two weeks didn't take a long time, huh? Two weeks later. Mama, you was right. <laughs> what you mean I was right? I called my own boy with her. <laughs> Y'all looking strange. Y'all understand. Y'all said that ain't never happened to me. Yeah. There was pitfalls. 
and, and, and God, he was forewarning Solomon. He says, he says, I see what you don't see. Because he said, he said, you're just looking at it from a fleshly perspective. And you're looking at it as a desirable perspective. He says, but I see that there is something in the long run that can hurt you. Yeah, y'all ever seen that? Are some of us jump into relationships and people who are wiser than you say, listen, you don't need that individual because they're going to take you from the Lord. Y'all never fought against nobody that tried to tell you that you don't need him or her. Oh, Lord and mercy. But he's good, mama. And as soon as he get with you, he dog you out. Uh, some of us who have left the Lord following behind somebody. Oh, Lord and mercy. Keep reading. <laughs> and he had had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after the gods and his heart was not perfect with the Lord listen, his God. Listen to what God warns him. He says, I'm going to bless you with riches. I'm going to bless you with wisdom. I'm going to let you have 300 what? My Lord, yeah, that's a lot. You got one wife. You're talking about 300? And then 700 extra? You got a thousand women. Y'all shake it now. We ain't even go down that road. <laughs> 300 and 700. And God said, he says that there are some among the group that I don't want you to have any dealings with. It's because I know the potential that they're going to do to you down the road. But what are they going to do to me, God? They're going to take your heart and they're going to turn it away from me and they're going to turn you to idol gods. These gods who have done nothing for you, Solomon. No, God, I'm wise enough and I'm rich enough and I can handle this thing. Y'all ever had that argument? I, I know what I'm doing, Mom and Dad. I, I know what I'm doing. You can't tell me nothing. Then all of a sudden, where is she? I ain't talked to her in a long time. She won't pick up her phone. Why? Because George ain't there no more. You showing up, Mama? Hey, where you at? I don't want to talk right now. Why you don't want to talk right now? Because you told me about that one. He did exactly what you said he did. It happens to us. There are warnings that God gives us. There, there are blessings that God said, listen, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you what, 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 what I think you need in order to survive. But then when God blesses us with things, there's something about our nature that says, Lord, I'm going to do what I think is right. And God said, I've tried to forewarn you that there are dire consequences that are going to occur. Solomon was wise rich but he failed the arms the women that God warned him not to have any dealings with there are people in our lives that are warning signs that you and I need to avoid 
but we don't heed those warnings because we feel like that we can deal with those situations. With a person who's abusive to you, before you get really serious, and you say, I can work that thing out when I'm his or hers. Then you become his or hers and they beat you worse than before you got together. That's a sad situation. Some of us rush into marriages and not realizing the consequences of these marriages. I'm just telling you, you ain't got to say too much. Not understanding that there were warning signs before you did what you did. And you did it anyway. You ever took a job that you regret that you should have never taken? <laughs> you saw all the warning signs? But you were desperate and you wanted it anyway? You took it and within two or three days you said, I need the money but Lord, I don't want this issue right now. Y'all ain't never done a job like that? When they look for you and you weren't at your desk and they call and say, where are you at? You say, I quit. But you didn't tell them you quit. I ain't never done nothing like that. I'm just trying, you know, I'm just talking. You ain't never felt like that? It look all glossy and good on the outside and they talk real good. And once you in there, you see all that mess that's going on. You said, Lord have mercy. What did I do? <laughs> all right. Y'all ain't never done that. Had a miserable job and you've been miserable and you sitting there and you just want the paycheck and you said, man, forget it. I don't even want the paycheck no more. Cause you want your sanity back. <laughs> all right. I've seen teachers do that. <laughs> Let's move on. So Solomon, that's point one. We're going to move quickly. It won't be long. So Solomon, he, 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 he missed, uh, he doesn't heed the advice that is given him. He, he decides to deal with these women. And then what, this is what happens. Uh, they turn his heart from God. And so what is the consequence of them turning his heart from God? God is going to take the kingdom from Solomon. He's going to, he's, he's rule over 12 tribes. And what God is going to do, he's going to raise up somebody who works for him in order to punish him and to show him. And so God raises up Jeroboam. Uh, Jeroboam is a worker who Solomon notices and God uh, and, and it's interesting that when God blesses you and I and he said hey if you don't do what I asked you to do he says listen there are consequences behind it you ever seen anybody get a promotion when you thought you should have got that promotion you know you had you were in a position and you started cutting up and you stopped doing what God asked you to do and, and, and uh, you, you know how we beg the Lord, Lord, give me this job, give me this extra money. And as soon as you get it, you don't give God extra. Right. Okay. 
You pray for this position. You say you are, you're not as faithful and you're not working in the kingdom of God. And you say, if you're giving this, Lord, I'm going to do more. And then God blesses you. And then when it's time for you to get called on, you can't be found. You're doing more, but you're doing more for yourself. Okay, let me find the crowd and know what I'm talking about. And then God said, okay. Yeah, you in this position. He said, and then you said, I know I got this, this next one coming up. I deserve this. And then all of a sudden, God raises somebody else up. You ever train your replacement? Oh, y'all, y'all ain't never trained nobody that replaced you? You thought you were showing them the ropes? Then you show up? And then they name on the office door? And you saying, What? this happened God said I blessed you and I gave you what you thought you needed and deserved and in the midst of it you misused God's blessings he said you asked for more time and I gave you more time but you used the time for yourself you asked for more money and you bought more things You asked for a bigger car to be a better servant and can't nobody ride in your ride. <laughs> when you didn't have no car, you asked everybody to come pick you up. Now you won't even answer the phone when somebody called for you. Then you had a nerve to ask, do you got any gas money? When you ain't give nobody, nobody money when they was picking you up. Okay. That ain't y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So God, and, and two quick points. He raises him up. He tells Jeroboam, he said, listen, I want you to get prepared. Uh, he sends a prophet to him. And um, Nathan uh, uh, tells Jeroboam that, listen, uh, our God is preparing you. Uh, I hate you, I mean, I'm sorry. And he tells him, listen, he says, I have this beautiful coat and I'm going to rip it into 12 pieces and I want you to take 10 pieces. And he says that this 10 pieces is the representation that I'm going to rip the kingdom from Solomon. And he tells, and he says, and, and what happened is uh, Solomon, uh, words get back to Solomon, that uh, the servant that he has been observing and working hard and that he has elevated is actually getting ready to take his place. This, this, God said, if you won't do right, then I'll raise somebody else up right in front of you and put them where I thought you should have been, but you're not going to do what I asked you to do. He says, I blessed you, and you're misusing what I have given you. And if you're not going to do it, I'm going to use somebody else to do what I need them to do. And so he raises them up. And, and the Bible says that, that when, when Solomon gets word uh, uh, that Jeroboam is going to take his place, he, he seeks to kill them. And, and Jeroboam flees for his life. And, and he hides out in Egypt until Solomon dies. And when Solomon dies, 
it says that during his declining or during those years, Solomon did some things that displeased God. He turned his heart from God. He uh, he, he he taxed the people really hard, and uh, he made their labor really rigorous, and and it caused the people to rise up against Solomon that they were displeased with his leadership. And and what happened is that God raised somebody else up, and when his son, his successor, Rehoboam, uh, was was in an opportunity uh, to sit on the throne, he had an opportunity to correct what his daddy did. And the Bible says in chapter 12 that Rehoboam, or that, Jer- that Rehoboam did not heed the wisdom or the advice of the older men that were with Solomon. Help me see this. There's some people that come in our lives that try to give us warnings. That try to advise us on different things. And tell us things because they've been there. And they've done that before. Or they were around a situation that they have prior knowledge to. And they said, listen, I'm just trying to give you a little insight on a whole lot of pain down the road. But because of our stubbornness and the fact that we think we can do it ourselves, we don't always heed that advice. And what they were simply trying to tell him that, listen, I see the pitfall that your daddy walked into and that he regretted later on in his life. I'm trying to warn you that these people will serve you and they will serve you well. But if you mistreat them and you do wrong by them, they're going to rise up against you and you're going to have it worse off than what your daddy did. If you mistreat God's blessing and you do what's wrong by it, then God is going to raise somebody else up around you and he's going to give them your blessing and then there are going to be consequences for you. You ever seen a person who was promoted get demoted? <laughs> At your job and you going backwards? <laughs> you want to, you know how bad a feeling that is? You was woofing and barking at everybody. And now you come in, you sitting equal at the table with me. I'm looking at you like you looking at me when you was mean to me. Now I'm going to be mean to you on purpose, Chris. Because <laughs> you can't do nothing to me now. Y'all looking all crazy. So that's not a Christian way. I'm just getting back. That's all. So, heed God's warning. It's point number one. First Kings 11 and 1. Try God and see his resolve. First King 11, 9 through 12. That's God giving the kingdom over to Jeroboam. And then third, God would take someone right in front of you and give them what he gave you. First King 11, verse 26 through 31. And it says that Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, and Ephraimite, and and, and Zerudah, a servant of Solomon, whose mother's name was Zerua, a widow, also lifted up his hand against the king. And this was the reason why he lifted up his hand, is that 
against the king Solomon built Nilo and, and closed up the breach of the city of David the father the man Jeroboam was very able and when Solomon saw that young man he, he, he elevates him and then at the time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem uh, the, the prophet Ahazi uh, the Shilamite found him on the road and he does what now Ahazi had dressed himself in a new garment and this is what he did he lets him know that listen the blessing of the kingdom that Solomon sits on I'm going to take it I'm going to give it to you I'm going to give you more he said but I'm going to keep one of uh, in Solomon why because of the promise I made to his daddy David but he won't rule over all the people I'm going to take it from him but what are you saying that when you and I choose to misuse what God gives us, there will always be consequences. It may not happen right away. It may not happen uh, as soon as we think it does, but it's gonna happen. There will always be consequences for misusing what God blesses us. If God blesses us with anything, anybody, if we mistreat them or misuse them, there will always be consequences that are going to come. It's the boomerang effect. What you throw out is going to come back to you. And we have to remember that. Is that if God blesses us, it is up to us to make sure that we're good stewards with whatever God blesses us with. When he gives us things, or when he blesses us in ways, then you and I need to make sure that we don't mistreat or misuse God's blessings for our own selfish pride. That's my message for us uh, this morning. I just wanted just to encourage us that there will always be consequences when we don't take God's blessings. There are a lot of us who have been gifted in so many different ways that we have to take those blessings and those gifts and use them for the kingdom. There are a lot of things that most of us can do. There are a lot of things that I'm not good at, but I try to do what I can in order to serve the kingdom. And we have to do that. We have to be willing and, and, and ready and able uh, to give our service uh, to God. And if you are here this morning, you're not a member of the Lord's church, uh, you have an opportunity to do so by being obedient to the word of God, by putting them on in the water of grave of baptism, and God will add you to...